Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artist, and we uh, we listen to all of their records. We rank them from worst to best. We give our biggest banger from each of them, and we try to have a good time doing it. But before we do that, we get into our six degrees of Tom DeLonge. That's where we connect the band of the week to our boy Tom DeLonge and Blink. And um, yeah, so while you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. All the social media is at Asinine Radio. And if you didn't already know, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Um, so yes, we're, we're also in good season right now. We're only doing good bands on the podcast for the next few weeks. We thought we were. Well, we are, and that's fine. Um, so let's, uh, let's jump into it. I mean, we're, we're doing Wednesday 13 this week. Um, so let's get into the six degrees of Tom DeLonge. Do you have anything for this I, week? I completely forgot. You completely forgot. Okay, that's fine. Um, I mean, I guess I have to carry, carry the weight out of everything that's on okay. this podcast. Sure. That's fine. Sure, 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 uh, sure. So I just have one thing. Jack Tankersley, uh, the guitar player in in uh, Wednesday 13's band, he uh, was also in Bullets and Octane for several years. Uh, Ty Smith, one of the old drummers from Bullets and Octane, was in the Vandals or was one of the backup drummers for the Vandals in case Josh Freeze wasn't able to to perform. Uh, Josh Freeze or Brooks Wackerman, let's just say Brooks Wackerman, to uh, to Travis. So to or whoever to Blink. Yeah, no, we got it. That's fine. Books of Tom. So that's what okay. we got. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or you could even, or even you could even put Travis as a drummer for the Vandals because technically he did play a tour with them, which I found out today on a podcast. But yeah, he actually did play like a whole tour with the Vandals while he like, was in Blink One Eighty Two. What 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 year was this? Or what, I guess what era of Blink was this? Nineteen ninety nine. So so Travis wow. put out a podcast. Travis put out a, or he was on a podcast that came out today, three hour podcast. So I'm about like an hour and a half in. And he was talking about the well while they were recording Enema, he said he went and recorded drums in like seven, eight hours for that record. And the band weren't even finished writing all the songs or recording all the songs. So he's like, Well, I have nothing to do. I'm gonna go on tour. The Vandals need a drummer for this tour. So I mean, if you guys don't mind, I'm gonna go do it. So that's what he did. He did a full Vandal store while they were uh recording Enema of the State. So wow. there you go. That's, that's a fun little fact too. That's fun. That Travis did yeah. that. That's yeah. The last and he time was he saying, had fun, probably. <laughs> he was saying what was he said what was crazy about that Vandals tour was that they, I think he called it like the Turd tour. So they called it like the Turd tour or something. He said that they they rented a Winnebago and they drove the Winnebago around the U.S. and he said that they only they only wanted to play like C market venues. So he <laughs> said they were playing like bowling alleys. They were playing Mexican oh my restaurants. God, dude. And he said it was all intentional. Like that was the whole point of the tour was to play like. C market uh, venues so like that, yeah. And he said it was a fucking blast. So he's playing with actual but, musicians there, and you know, yeah, <laughs> there's that too. Yeah, stepping up his game. <laughs> there's that too. And he talked about like um, auditioning for Suicide Machines and how he was given the option to either he could either join Suicide Machines or um, Blink. 
and one of his good friends was also up for the Suicide Machines gig, and his friend really didn't like Blink and really wanted the Suicide Machines gig, so he took that, and Travis pretty much took the Blink gig. Even though he was already a fan of Blink, he could have gone for either band, but he went for Blink. Ooh. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, a better drummer in general would have still propelled Blink to be better overall, true. so I don't know if Travis himself is the true catalyst for their rise of stardom, but it's He's definitely an important part. Yeah. Imagine him with suicide machines. I mean, it would have been cool, but who cares, right? Like, if it's <laughs> yeah, end of your career there. Oh man! But anyway, yeah, that, that that's that's all I got for the six yeah, degrees. It's crazy to think about. Like, had Travis joined Suicide Machines, he wouldn't be dating Kardashians and fucking around on TMZ and shit like that. No way. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. And he he talked about a little bit about the Kardashian thing too, like the the TV show, and he said that that Courtney doesn't like the cameras. She doesn't want to do it. And he said that she's not forced to do it, but if she can avoid it, she'll do that. And he said he's the same way. Like he said, like the producers don't bother them. It's more like if they, they, they just happen to be like at Kim Kardashian's house at that during that time, like on that day, then they'll ask if they want to be filmed and then they'll go from there. But like, they don't go out of their way to, to be on the TV show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, who cares? We're not talking about Blink. We're not talking about the Kardashians. We're talking about Wednesday 13. Blink all day. Well, that's because I don't want to talk. That's fine, though. (laughs) Okay, this is going to be a short one, but that's fine. There really isn't Uh, that much to talk about, though, overall, right? Oh, I don't know. We'll see. But okay, so Wednesday 13, as a solo artist, he has nine full-length records. We're not doing his EPs. We're not doing Murder Dolls, Frankenstein, Drag Queens, Gunfire, nothing else. Just solo stuff. Um, so let's start with his ninth record or not his ninth record, but the worst Wednesday 13 record and your biggest banger. Cause you got to have a biggest banger. So what do you got? Go. It was tough. I, I, I went into this thinking that I want to do a biggest banger and a biggest stinker, but sometimes it was just too hard. I just, I couldn't do it. Okay. Okay. So, okay. What do you, what do you got? <sighs> it's his first record, Transylvania, 90210, songs of death, dying in the dead. Dumb. All right. So, um, ironically, the man. title track for this is my biggest stinker and my biggest banger because at first <laughs> I was like, man, this song fucking sucks. It's just a silly song. It's trying so goddamn hard to be silly and campy, but it's just coming off as just strictly amateur. It's not like something you write on on like your computer as a kid. You get your little fucking computer, write your little notes well, and I mean, in the doc. It's silly boy doc. His music is meant to be fun and just kind of campy and silly. But it doesn't achieve that all the time. It just uh, comes off as fucking amateur. And there's a difference between being fun and silly and campy, Bloodhound Gang, and then just being completely fucking amateur, this. Okay. But, but I will say... Butts are for pooping. On, butts are for pooping. But it did grow on me a little bit. Not a lot. Not playlistable a lot. But it did, it did grow on me. Like, I get it. It's endearing. As an artist, Wednesday is essentially... He's building a world. He's building a brand. He's creating something consistent already. And it's fun to listen to. And like it did sound like a, just like a straight homage to horror films and and that scene that he loved so much. So, yes, I give him props for that. And everything else on the album I thought was at least interesting, but it's just that dude, that voice, man, what the fuck? That voice is not. Yeah, good. you can't get over the voice. It is you just not can't get over fucking it. good. I can't stand it. I cannot. But stand the songs it. are there, man. The, the songs are there. There, I wouldn't say they're there. They're they're there. There. I mean, there are songs there. Yes, but. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say like it's anything to write home about. And the song's like this album's like fucking fifty minutes long. Way it's a too longer long. record. Yeah. Way too long. Yeah. 
Okay, I see. I expected. I, I expected mid tier. So I'm gonna. I'm writing down all your rankings too, so I could judge you later. Are you doing it by um, hand? <laughs> no, I, I put them. I put them in my notes so I can always reference them and reference reference them in the future. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Tra- okay. So Transylvania. So what's what's your biggest banger off this one? Um. I I kind of just chose the title track as both because it was a big turning oh, around right, for yeah. me because I did I did go back and listen to this one again. Yeah. Because I like, I do like Horrifier a lot. I was like, man. Maybe I missed something in the first one, and it got a little bit better with the second listen. But I just his vocals were the fucking <laughs> like, worst. Like you couldn't like I want you dead, Ghost of Vincent Price. You know, look what oh, the bats are doing. I uh, oh man, okay. I mean, man, you're an idiot. This shit's dumb. I can't dumb, believe dude. this. I can't believe this is your. This I can't believe this is the worst. Nah, this is unbelievable. All right, let's move on because this is just stupid. Um. My number nine. Okay, so I'll just say this right now. Um, I have all of his records on vinyl, except for two of them because they've never been pressed. Um, his worst record is Condolences, for his seventh record from 2017. Um, I still really like this record. This is this is a 2.25 for me. So this is as low as we're going to get Jesus when it Christ. comes to his solo records. 2.25 for me. I still love this record, but it's a little bit weak. He's He really kind of dove into like a little too heavy here. He lost a lot of the melodic stuff on this record, which is whatever. It's fine. He's still a really good heavy musician. He can be a really good heavy musician. Condolences is good. Just not enough, not enough melody here for me. I really do like the song though. Omen, Amen. That's my, that's definitely my banger off of this one. Um, but yeah, condolences. I, I thought I'd like it more this week going back to it a, uh, a couple times. But it just doesn't it doesn't hit quite as hard as um all of the other solo records. So yeah, condolences is my uh is my number my number nine. What do you got for number eight? Okay. Number eight. Condolences. Okay. What'd I you think of this one? I I did I did kind of enjoy this one a little bit, but sometimes he falls into these little traps where I you can hear like you can hear the progression from his first album to Horrifier. Like his first album Horrifier sound yeah. completely fucking different. Yeah, but you can hear the progression, like AFI, like little by little by little. But sometimes he falls into these traps where he has two records in a row that are so goddamn similar that it's very very tough to even differentiate those two. And condolences mm-hmm. was just one that I thought was just filler. It just sounded like pure yeah. filler, and I didn't, I didn't. There was nothing discernible about this one, other than it was a stepping stone to get to something else better than this one, um, and coming from something better than this one before it. So I think this was just like it, I don't I don't think any of these are bad records. I don't think I'd rate any of these below like a one point, like a one point five. I think these okay, are, that's not bad. At minimum, I I, I give these a, like a one point five. That's I they'll, I'm impressed. Yeah, I mean they'll they'll climb up. They'll climb up. They, I don't think they'll we'll ever get to three time, but they'll they'll climb up. They'll climb up. <laughs> yeah. I I can't believe the lowest you the lowest you would put one point five. I was expecting sub ones for several of these. I mean they're not they're not that bad. I mean, they, it, and again, like the music is like you say the music is there. It's it's not great, but there are there are yeah. times when it is great. Yes, it's just his fucking <sighs> okay. his his vocals are just dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> All right, so what's your banger off of Condolences? I don't remember the song, but Good Riddance. That was like my, my favorite okay. song on this one. That's the only one that I liked on this one. But I don't remember right. anything about the song. And, and I agree with you. Condolences is definitely like his filler record. I think it's his filler record as well. 
I think what he did after this is significantly better. And a couple of records before were, I mean, all the records before were better because this is his worst record. But, um, but yeah, it's it's for sure a, a filler record for him. But all right, condolences in your number eight. Here we go. My uh, my number eight is Calling All Corpses, fourth record from 2011. This is like this is Wednesday 13 after Murder Dolls had their their reunion. They did the Women and Children last record, which is way more metal based than than the first Murder Dolls record. And I think you know after doing that, and then he also did that Gunfire 76 record, which is more rock and roll. He did those two records very, very different from anything Murder or Murder Dolls or his solo stuff was. So then I think with Calling All Corpses, he wanted to go back and do like the campy stuff similar to like Fang Bang or Frankenstein Drag Queens or sh- stuff like that. And um, I just don't think it hit quite as hard. This is also the first solo record he did with the, the current lineup of the band. So Jack on guitar, Roman on guitar, and then Troy on bass. So this is like the lineup he's had since 2011. Um, but yeah, calling all corpses. I, I still think this is an absolute banger of a record. I have this on vinyl. I love the artwork. Um, I think the production's a little weak, but and the mix is kind of off. It's kind of weird. But th- there's some great songs. Silver bullets and we all die are definitely my banger. My biggest bangers off this one. I love those songs. They kind of have this like kind of ballad feel to them, but they're still pretty fucking heavy and they're still really really catchy. So um, yeah, calling all corpses is definitely my uh, is my number eight. <laughs> So, what do you got for number seven? Why don't that, laugh? Because that, that artwork is dumb. I fucking love it. It's like it's maniacal so laughter artwork. It's fucking dumb, dude. It's so cheesy, man. It's so cheesy. At what point does this like be, stop becoming like like deliberately cheesy into like, bro? This is just who you are now. You're just like a joke. I think because, it's all just cheese. It's all cheese, man. But he's love built it. a career off of the cheese. So I know. And now it's like he's taking the cheese seriously. Now it's becoming like that's who he is. So it's not cheesy. No, no it's not. No, 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 no. no. Dude, I fucking saw him last week, and he still does the thing where when he plays when he when they play when he plays I love to f- say fuck. He brings out the umbrella with the giant middle finger on the umbrella, and he yells, "Ever has everybody chant fuck?" While he throws the umbrella up with the giant middle finger, like, dude, why, it's so all why just is that cheese. okay? But you fun. make fun of like Blink for the little fuck sign behind like the behind. Travis. I don't make fun of that. Jesus I made fun Christ. of it. I made fun of that when they were doing it during the Skiba era. Era. That's when I made fun. All right. All right. So what do you got for number seven, dude? Uh, dude, I don't even know anymore. I don't even know. <laughs> You're already exhausted. I'm already exhausted. No, I got... Um, none of these were bad. Like, honestly, they were easy to get through. Besides his first album, they were all short enough to where... At any point where I thought, like, man, this is just fucking dragging on. It was almost over. So... <laughs> None of these were like bad, bad, and I was very surprised at that. I, that I didn't hate any of these albums. That you loved all of them. I didn't love yes. all of them. No, 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 my friend. Nah, we'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, Fang Bang, Fang Bang number album. seven. I'm just not wow, liking the early stuff here, huh? Dude, One, you're two, you're right. you're something. I mean, you are something. That's for sure. So so what 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 do you love about this record? I don't want to hear any hate. Just love. What do you got? I do love that it's essentially a pop punk record with like horror lyrics. And I do yeah. love that Wednesday 13 is essentially a pop punk artist who just turns up the distortion a little bit too heavy sometimes and pretends to be <laughs> chuggy, but he's not really chuggy, but that's okay. Um, it's it's fine. His solos are, are leads, I guess. Those are straight up pop punk, dude. Like that is, mm-hmm. that is what pop punkers do. That's what they try to do when they solo. It doesn't work out. So that's why they're super short, super easy. 
I just I I I like this one, and there's another one too that I thought was even more pop punk than this one, because of those things. I like the song "Too Much Blood," like that is. Ooh, that's that, a good one. That one, that one, I think oh, is yeah. good because that is that's cheese. That is cheese yep. to the max. It's fucking dumb as fuck, but it's supposed to be dumb as fuck, and it's still early on to where I'm not, I'm not, I'm not questioning whether or not like his commitment to the bit is just who he is, and he's pretending mm-hmm. to be cheese, but he's actually just fucking a loser, and this is dumb music. Uh, but Haddonfield, <laughs> Haddonfield's a fucking banger too, though. Haddonfield's another good one too. That that one's like a. To me, that's like a sleeper banger. Like you kind of forget about it, and then you go back and you're like, "Dude, this is like one of the best songs on the record." Haddonfield's this one, good. This one is catchy because like it's got a catchy chorus, but mm-hmm. at heart, this is a pop punk song. You follow it that. Is. You follow that power chord melody for like the chorus melody, dude. That's pop punk all day, yeah. all fucking yeah. day. Oh, and let's go back to too much, too much blood, too much blood in my alcohol system. Come on, it's so dumb. That's so, so dumb. dumb. It's that, I love uh, it though. Yeah. And also that that guitar lead, it's so catchy. Like when he kind of like shreds it up a little bit during the during the the chorus, it's fucking good, man. That's a good song. I love I'm, singing I'm along with that, that one too. I'm glad that you're excited for for this this <laughs> this week this week's listen through. Oh man, dude, it's such a good fucking song. Um, it's great something. album too. Fang Bang, love Fang Bang. So yeah, is, is that all you got on this one? Yeah, that's all I got. All right, I figure you're not gonna have a ton of stuff about any of these records, but just don't. Um, so I'm not trying not, to rush there's not, you. There's not a lot here, though. Like honestly, though. Okay. There's okay. not a lot outside of the whole like shtick thing that he's got going on. There's not a lot of substance here, lyrically for sure. <sighs> lyrically, it's just fun. That's fine. You don't. I'm not saying. Not I'm not, I'm not saying not. that it's bad or good. I'm just saying there's not. But a you're lot acting here. like it is. But you're it's acting bad. like it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> you're an idiot. You're such an idiot. <laughs> All right, my number seven is the Dixie Dead, fifth record from 2013. This is, um, I feel like this is a, the, a point in his career where he's still kind of lost. He hasn't decided, do I want to go like full metal? Do I want to stay kind of in the pop punk st- or like the the more pop rock pop punk stuff? He just, this is, he still has that the the current lineup in um, on this record, but it's definitely um, heavier than Calling All Corpses. Um, but there's still a ton of melody here. I do like this record a lot. There's some absolute fucking bangers. Hands of the Ripper is my favorite song on the record. Later track. Um, it's dark too. Like this is probably one of the, at this up to this point, this is the darkest record he's ever put out, you know, musically, even more so than Skeletons, which I'll get into because there's a whole story behind that one. But um, backstory behind that one. But, um, but yeah, I feel like Dixie Dead, I feel like this is like a, a lost record. This is also like a point in time where he was drinking a lot and he had a he has a side project called Bourbon Crow, which is like an old like West country western um, duo that he has with his, one of his best friends. And the whole point of this this little country band is to just drink a ton of whiskey. So I think he was like really hard into liquor at this time, and it's you know, so just stupid. So I think I, I, I to me I think this is just like a really dark time, and that's why he made such a dark record in in the Dixie Dead. Um, but uh, but I mean it still has all like you know what you want what you like from Wednesday with like the horror movie references and like the kind of cheesiness when it comes to the lyrics, but for sure the music is heavier. Um, yeah, so I really like the Dixie Dead. I, Dead. I have nothing, no issue with it. I have a lot of nostalgia with this record for some reason. So, um, yeah, that's my that's my number seven. So what do you got for number six? Number six, Necrophase. Necrophase. Eighth record. That's good. 
Okay. I also think that this is pretty filler record, like in the same vein mm. as Condolences. Okay. Um, that creepy synth sound, right? That that horror synth sound that we. Mm-hmm. It's now annoying. I do like <laughs> how he's still doing the same spoken word thing in some of the songs, like that little sound bite, yeah. like in Zodiac, like that. Yeah. You know, but you're spit like the spoken. You know, Zodiac I don't know, I killer. Know you call it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, that, I think that's cool. But, um, dude, bring your own blood. Oof. That's a, that's used, that's a stinker. That is a. I stinker. thought you liked you liked no. That's you used stinker. to like that song when that I song came out. You used to really like that song. I do not like that song. That's a stinker. <laughs> the hearse. That was a fucking beyond stinker. It's just really damn dude. Those two songs. I was. This is rough. But the music on the, huh. on this one, the music was good. And this is this is the era of of Wednesday that I like more than others. I guess I like yeah. the heavier stuff. I like the chuggier stuff. Um, overall, I guess, which but, is bizarre to me. But yeah, since you're such a pop punk man, it makes no sense that Fang Bang is as low as it is, and the fact that Calling All Corpses you haven't even talked about yet. Yeah, that's that's weird, man. It's weird. And you used to talk about you like I remember when Necrophase came out. We talked about this record quite a bit actually and i think you listened to a lot of the songs and you liked them yeah so I mean, that was that yeah. was in the pod days so so we were yeah yeah well, I don't know so what, what do you have what do you have banger wise on this one i don't have a banger on this one i just think it's no is, banger i think that this is a better listen overall than everything before it <gasps> that's crazy Did you just gasp yeah you g- <laughs> <laughs> fucking gasped i did pretty good (laughs) honestly like i i just i don't fucking care i don't really care about any of these records until i'd say my top i'd say my top top four i care about and my top two like i really care about wow i'm i'm that that right there just makes me happy a top four for you Top four I care about. I'm not saying I'm buying them on the vinyls. If I seen them for cheap, they came in the store, I'd take them home, enjoy them. Well, how much is cheap for you? Uh, I know some of these don't go for very much. Like They're not like crazy, crazy expensive. I mean, Um, I got most of them for sub 20. Yeah. Like no matter what, like any record that comes into the store, like if it's a $10,000 record, I'll take it home and listen to it and then just bring it back. (laughs) Because you can. Because I can. So Yeah. Yeah. So like my top my top two I guess I'll I'll, I'll get into it when we get to my my top okay. four. I mean I will say too you know they they, had, they did like a massive repress uh Nap- I think I believe it was Napalm Records they they did a massive repress of most of his records in twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen I believe and that's those are the ones I have and they all have like they're all different variants a couple of them are 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 cut at forty five um I mean they're they're honestly really good pressings and they. I paid maybe $22 at the most for maybe one of them, I think. Otherwise, yeah, I got them for fairly cheap um, years ago. But uh, but yeah, and but you can still find find them for pretty uh, pretty inexpensively, pretty inexpensive. But um, yeah, so number six is, uh, is Horrifier, or not Horrifier, is uh, Necrophase. Yes. Okay, so number six for me is Horrifier, Dude, what are you, album of the week. Why are you the way that, what are you talking about? I'll talk about it later. I'll talk about it later. So yeah, album of the week is my number six. What do you got for number five? Oh my god, dude, that's just not. 
It doesn't make I any sense. I love the record. You haven't said some of these records, and Horrifier is a better fucking like metal album than some of them. Horrifier is more fun than some of them. I mean, besides one okay. track, Horrifier is a joke. The fuck, it's a joke album. I know it is. I love the record. Which is it was so bizarre that okay all right skeletons number four for me okay <laughs> okay that, that's I'm surprised that one is as high as it was I thought this yeah. was gonna be a low low banger skeletons number four for me there's some there's some actually pretty great stuff here um my biggest wait, fours, banger or is it your five this is my four oh wait even no are we not uh, are we doing five yeah we're on five damn because so. horrifier was my six so we got. Five. See, you got me all mad here. All right, I'll do my five. No, I don't even care about my five anymore. Calling on Corpse is number five for me. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was a little Why more pop punky than some of the other stuff. Goofy shit all over the place. But I, I guess, I guess it's there because I can latch onto the pop punky stuff a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. We all die was my was my favorite song, and I did <sighs> I did list a banger or a stinker on I, this one too. I can't believe you like We All Die. That's like a ballad kind of song. Yeah, that's what, sometimes he does ballads. Wow, and sometimes they're kind of they're kind of they're kind of okay. On Horrifier, there's a couple of ballads there that are that there are, are kind yeah. of okay. No, oh, yeah, but, for uh, sure. But it's still you're not a ballad man. So. Well, let me get into my the like maybe one of the worst songs he's ever done is Candle for the Devil. Hmm, that is it's not a bad song though. That that's not the worst sh- song on the record. That's like a shitty Motley Crue ballad. It's like a pathetic attempt at sounding like that. The devil. That's fu- that that song was pathetic, dude. <laughs> that song was bad, 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 bad. I mean, mind you, you know, he is a huge Molly Crew fan. Oh my god. I mean, come on. Well, even Mick Mars played a, one uh, like a guitar solo on one of the Murder Dolls records. Like he's he's a huge, and so is Joey oh, Jordison. Yeah, I remember, they, I remember fucking huge Mick Mars Molly Crew. Yeah, of course. I mean, you should know that. I don't know why you don't know that, but you should know that. Just, uh, you should know everything about this guy. Like I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Calling on corpses number five. We're, okay, we're not at. We're fine, not at. We're, we are not at two yet. Really? No. Jesus Christ! All right, five for me is uh, Skeletons' third record from two thousand eight. This is a pretty dark record, um, coming off of like the pop punk thing that was Fang Bang, and right before he started recording this record, he. Uh, he got into a major car accident. He was, he's originally from North Carolina and he got in a major car accident, almost died, broke a ton of bones, ribs, his arm. He, he, he actually had a tour scheduled, um, right after the accident happened. So he, he actually went on tour with a broken arm and he had to hire an extra guitar player. Cause at the time he was playing guitar in the band. So he had to hire an extra guitar player and make it a five piece band rather than a four. And he did the whole tour with like broken bones and he was all, banged up and shit i went to i went to that tour as well i saw my chain reaction on that tour um and then he went and recorded uh the skeletons record and it was all just like kind of it was about like his his kind of depression about it all and like how fucked up it got him like with painkillers and booze and so like this this record is a very very dark record based off of all of the shit that happened because he was like he was flying pretty high after Transylvania or Murder Dolls Transylvania and Fang Bang and then it just seems like after that accident like his career kind of took a little bit of a dip and this record kind of shows like it's it's fucking dark man it's fucking it's a dark record but it's good it's a great fucking record there's some super catchy shit on here but up to this point it was the heaviest record he had ever done was uh was Skeletons and I really really dig this record um got this on vinyl too the and the 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 only pressing of this 
um, that they did in 2018 or whatever. It's a nice like dark blue translucent. It looks really fucking nice. It matches the 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 jacket perfectly. And um, yeah, dude. And honestly, like I said, the the packaging for all these repress or for all these presses because some of most of them are all like first pressings anyway. And um, just great packaging. And I love reading what what I thought what was so much fun for me was as I was reading through all the, the while I was listening to all the vinyl, I was reading all the, like the thank yous and seeing how like the people that he was naming in the thank you list were like, they were pretty much the same, but every once in a while you could see like he was pissed off at these certain people. So he didn't mention them like in the thank you section. <laughs> cause I, cause I like, I know throughout the period of time, like who he was pissed off at because certain people fucked him over pretty bad. So it's like, Oh, he didn't think this person and that person like he did on the last record. So that was kind of fun for me reading through all the thank yous, but yeah, skeletons, man, that's a, it's a good record. So my bangers, friends like these and no rabbit in the hat, that one, two punch of those songs. Fucking perfect. Perfect shit right there. Okay. So what do you got for number four? Skeletons. As I previously said, you did say that. What do you got on this one? Yeah, there's, there actually is some pretty great stuff on this album. Um, Put your death mask on. That is, that's, dude, a that's a fucking beyond banger. That song is so goddamn good. That's a playlist <laughs> song. It's got an amazing wow. chug to it. The vocals finally matched the music and were overly goofy. It's like he tried to be a musician at this point and sounded great. It's like, wow, awesome. <laughs> but uh, any momentum that was gathered from that one is ruined by the next song, the title track. Dude, really? That is bad. Oh yeah, I think that song yeah. is atrocious. Yeah, the skeleton song is a. It's it's definitely kind of like a ballad, and it's uh it's garbage. Eh. It's fucking it's garbage. Fine. And it's the fine. other garbage song on this one is oh, My no. Demise. My Demise. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, fucking like the two awful. acoustic ballad kind of songs. Okay. I but get everything it. everything else was good. I like this it's record. fucking great. I enjoyed this. Yeah. I I may put this at a two, but like, just I don't think it. I would go back just to it, it just because like there's other ones I would rather go back to, but I'd put this at like a 1.9. Uh, okay. Just give it a two, man. Fuck it. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I'm there yet. <laughs> also, the song "Gimme Gimme Bloodshed." That song's so catchy, right? Gimme Gimme Gimme, yeah. Gimme Gimme Bloodshed, Gimme Gimme Hell Yeah, so good. Remember, I used to have that that shirt on the back, and it said "Gimme Gimme Bloodshed." Did you? Yeah, I had that Wednesday the, the Wednesday shirt on the front. It was like his symbol with the two shovels, and then on the back it said "Gimme" it like a giant lettering. It said "Gimme Gimme Bloodshed." So dumb. I'm so Google fucking it. dumb. Yeah, you should. you should. So dumb. So that's your uh, that's your number four. My uh, my four is uh, Necrophase, eighth record from 2019, and um, I really I think this record's really solid. I feel like he 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 kind of like went back a little bit to like more like you know more lighthearted lyrics. Um, it's a little bit. It's definitely more campy. Alice Cooper's on this one. Uh, his daughter Calico Cooper is also on this record. Um, Alexi LaHaye, I think, believe that's his name from Children of Bodom is on the, is on the, the, the Wasp cover at the end of the record. I mean, this record is, I think it's a very, it's a very full record. There's no lull, I feel, on any of the songs. I don't know why you don't like Bring Your Own Blood. That's a fucking sick ass song. Um, but yeah, no, I think Necrophage is awesome. I have this on vinyl. This is my favorite, my favorite Wednesday 13 vinyl. Um, when he, when he issued this one, it came with the alternate artwork. So it's like a comic book. It's not like that normal green face that he has, like on the streaming sites and on the CD. So it's a complete, it's completely different artwork, 
the color variant on the on the LP is like this this toxic green with pink and purple. Like it it fucking looks sick. So <laughs> it's uh it looks so good. So excited. It's so fucking sick. And it matches like it matches the jacket perfectly. I love this variant. It sold out like right after I bought it too. Like I was I was just I got it right at the right time. It was one of the first records I bought on vinyl too. So it was Necrophase. But uh yeah my bangers, I don't give a fuck. Bring your own blood. I love that song. I okay. fucking love it. Oh, wow. And also the the wasp cover, the the um, animal fuck like a beast, the one with Alexi. Um, that's an absolute banger of a of a cover. And you go back and listen to the wasp version. It, dude, it's it's nothing compared to this one. Wasp like the band, right? That fucking yeah, glam band from the eighties. Yeah, because they're because yeah. Wednesday's a huge Wasp fan too. He loves. I mean, when you think about it, it makes he sense. grew up in he grew up in the early '80s, you know, and so he his favorite bands are like Kiss, Molly Crew, you know, all that kind of shit. So all it makes sense. Stuff. Sure, I get it. God, you're exhausting. Just like your boy Rivers, you know, he grew up on all that shit too. Get the fuck out of here. Get off your high horse, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So yeah, four is Necrophase. What do you got for number three? Number three. Mid drink there, Dixie Dead, fifth album. That's so high. Yeah, this is a dope album. I like this one. I really enjoyed this one because it was just it was just chuggy. Had a lot of had a lot. It had a ton of low end. Pretty much just like a heavy metal album. Yeah, it does. Like even the goofier songs were just chuggy and fun. And I guess like when he stops like talking, and just like lets the songs play out. Like I do, I do enjoy that more. Um, the, I think the title track is is a beyond banger. I think it's it's a perfect song. I think it's amazing. Um, it's a I, pretty slow song, though. It's heavy, but it's pretty slow. But it's I like I like it's very swingy. It's it's good. I, I I like I don't know a lot of Metallica stuff. I like that chuggy low end kind of Metallica, but they never. I mean, they're just they're too good anyway, so they don't ever just let it play out and just let it kind of ring and let it go and drone on and on and on and on. But Wednesday does mm-hmm. it a lot, and he did it here. It wasn't as much as I like it. Because another one after this one, Horrifier, he does it more. But Dixie Jumper's fine. It was good. I enjoyed it. It is. It's a very good record. So what? So your your banger is the title track then, right? Yeah. Okay. I'll remember that. I'm writing this down so I can... Don't fucking forget it. Bring it up later. Yeah. But I, damn, dude, Dixie Dead. I, I just... I knew you were going to like... I actually knew you... Based off of how much you like Horrifier, I knew that you would... You would like his heavy, heavier stuff more, but... Even still, like Necrophase is so low, Skeletons is way higher than I thought. Dixie Dead's way, way higher. Necrophase, I, I honestly just thought it was fucking filler. I just, it felt like filler. That's it crazy. felt like, I don't know. It, it just, it felt like you just phoned that one in. And like, it, dude, that's the one before Horrifier. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. And I, I think like Horrifier is my favorite by him. Spoilers. So like, it, I don't know. If you sound like Horrifier, you're not going to be as good as Horrifier because that's the one I like the most. Yeah, that's also your introduction to really his music as a whole. But whatever. I don't know. The Dixie Dead is your okay. number three. You got anything else on that one? No, that's uh, that's it. That's all. All right. My number three is Monsters of the Universe, Come Out and Plague. Uh, sixth record from 2015. I I mean, this is this one, when this came out, it's completely caught me off guard. I mean, this is a concept record. This is the only concept record he's ever done. He talks about some wild shit, you know, UFOs, you know, government conspiracies, shit he's never talked about. Like, this is, I feel like this is the most serious record he's ever put out was, was this one. 
Um, but it still has its fair share of campiness and goofiness and, but it's fucking heavy as hell. Um, it's just a great combination of it all. And, and I really do think this is a great record. I love the artwork. Um, the, um, the vinyl variant I have is cut at 45. It's a double LP cut at 45 and the, the LPs themselves are gold. So they match the cover perfectly. It's so it's, it's like the perfect, the perfect variant. Um, but yeah, monsters of the universe. Definitely my number. That's my number three for sure. Great record. Okay. So I'm sure okay. you have a lot to say about this one. Cause you have a lot what to say about have? all of these records. What do you have left? Okay. So your number two is Fang Bang. Your number one's Transylvania. 90210, blah, 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 blah. We'll see. All right, number two for me. Are you, are you done? Are you done? With I'm your done. Monologue. I'm, yeah. That's news fest. Monster of the universe is my number two. <laughs> You're the worst. Monsters of the universe is my number two. This one uh, this is pretty pretty goddamn good. Not as good as Horrifier, but this is pretty fucking good. Like, I would seek this out on the vinyls. Good. It was. I, I don't know. There's just not a lot of records in general that are like this. Like this again. This Metallica kind of chuggy thing. That's just sort of a jam record. Mm-hmm. The singing was very infrequent on this record, and that's what I liked. And even when he did sing, it wasn't overly annoying. It was just kind of like, and that sounds very like like elementary and rudimentary. Just like oh, this is your over and over and over. But that's what I want to hear. <laughs> that's what I like. Yeah, and that's what he did, and perfected on Horrifier. But damn, man. This record was this record was pretty good. Pretty, it's a great record. Good. This is the first record too that he um he let somebody else write a song. Um, there's a couple co co songwriting or co writer songs on here. Roman wrote uh, co wrote a couple few of the songs, and then oh, he has baby. a whole song. He has a whole song that he wrote himself. Um, fuck, what is it? I don't even remember what the, what, what song it was, but he did do one song on this record, and the first time he's ever done that. Wednesday's ever allowed it, so. I, I just looked. It's not. It's not my biggest banger. No. Which my one was it again? Over your dead body. Oh, okay. Wait. That's your banger. Or that's the Roman one. No. That's my. That's my biggest banger. That's not the Roman. Oh, okay. One, no. That would have been funny if it was a Roman one, though. That would be. Yeah. Right. Because this, this, outside of some of the stuff from Horrifier, this is a top two. This is like one of the best songs that Wednesday Thirteen has ever done. That's fact. And no, it's a great record, and that song fact. is fucking so catchy too. The way he says "over my dead body" too. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I playlisted a bunch of these songs, and I I did enjoy I enjoyed this this listen through a lot more than I thought I was going to, and that song was dope, and it's just fun, it gets fun, but like yeah. okay, I don't know, I'll get that in my wrap up I guess later on, but oh I also mm-hmm. for, I forgot to get my my biggest banger from Monsters of the Universe, watching the sky or keep watching the skies and Astro Psycho, love those two songs. Astro Psycho is like a crazy fucking kind of thrashy song. And keep watching the skies is just like, I can't even explain what that is. It's, it's cool, man. It's a good fucking song, but okay, okay. yeah, monsters is good. Monsters is real good. So I'm glad you, I am glad you ranked this one high. It's a solid fucking record. Um, my number two is uh Transylvania 90210 songs of death, dying and the dead. Dang, first bang, record bang is number one. Yeah. Then. First record from Oh five. Uh, you know, there's, shit ton of nostalgia with this one coming off the the first murder dolls record and you know i've just i'm still just a massive fan of that first record of every most everything wednesday's done and just the nostalgia when this record came out the first song that that came out was the song rot for me it was put onto on he uploaded it to his old website and that was the first thing the only thing you had for like months and then eventually came out the video and then the whole record and it was this big thing you know the first thing he did without joey in years and 
definitely a huge departure from the Murder Dolls record because that was all like more punk, horror punk based. This is way more metal than that was. I know you, I mean, compared now to like modern Wednesday, it's not very metal, but back in 2005, it definitely was. Um, I think the songs are just as catchy as the stuff off the first Murder Dolls record. Um, just done in a heavier, heavier sense. I mean, they weren't as fast, but it doesn't matter, man. The songs are there. The nostalgia is very, very much there as well. So I, I fucking love this record. The Ghost of Vincent Price is one of my favorite Wednesday songs ever. I absolutely love that song. I Want You Dead as well. Um, just an absolute banger of a record. I, I really do love this fucking album. fucking names, dude. Like... <laughs> what? Oh, dude, it's just like grown ass <laughs> adults, man, just making music like this. I just can't. I can't wrap my head around. Mind you, he was like probably twenty three when he wrote this record. Yeah. <laughs> twenty four, maybe. But yeah, Transylvania is my number two. So what do you got for number one? Horrifier. 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 All right. Yep. All right. Album of the week. So uh, my. Uh, my number one is obviously Fang Bang, second record from 06. And uh, yeah, this one, this is, like you said, this is like their his pop punk record. It's it, it's a little bit of a throwback to Murder Dolls and Frankenstein, but it still has that, that the heavier tone to it. Um, I think it's just as goofy and fun and campy as the Murder Dolls stuff. And I just, I think the songs are just some of the catchiest shit he's ever done. I love, love, love Fang Bang. Um, I and it kind of sucked too because after Transylvania it, it didn't get the reception that him and Roadrunner Records were expecting. So he 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 actually he essentially got kicked off of Roadrunner Records after that the first solo record, and he went to like some I don't know label called Ryko Disc or some shit like that, some European label, and put out Fang Bang. It's this is very kind of like a DIY record, and he just I feel like he kind of threw it all together, but I feel like that's what gives it gives it its charm. And that's what gave like the old Frankenstein drag queen stuff. It's charm too. It was like how kind of just kind of like just DIY it was and kind of raw sounding it was. And damn dude, it was good. And this tour was so good. I saw that I saw one of the last shows at showcase theater. Um, and one of the last shows was a Wednesday 13 show. And, uh, he had a couple of the guys from murder dolls come and play on that tour. And it was just, it was a fun, it was a ton of fun. It was a great fucking time. I took Chris Murphy to to a Wednesday 13 show. He had a fucking blast. He had a fucking blast. He'd never been to a show like that. And I dragged him to the showcase theater. I'm like, hey, Chris, what are you doing anything? Are you working tonight? He's like, no. He's like, you want to drive from Hemet out to Corona? He's like, yeah, I'll come. To the showcase theater, dude. Yeah. And he just, and Chris, because I I would just, I just showed up and, and, and I'm like, yeah, I'm just here by myself. Nobody wanted to go with me. So I just, I called him up and he came, he showed up like an hour later and, and we and we met Wednesday thirteen like Wednesday I, he was loading in and I uh, just I walked back there and hung out with him for like ten minutes took a picture with him and it was just it was a fucking blast. Chris had a ton of fun. It was it was so cool. But it was during the Fang Bang tour and it was a uh, yeah I don't know. There's just nostalgia and I just love the songs. My my biggest I got two bangers right now: Curse of Me and Too Much Blood. Essentially the the heaviest song and the ballad song. So love it. <laughs> Love this shit. Okay, I, I love fucking it. know oh, you God, do, dude. dude. It's like oh, I love it so much. It's so fucking good, and it, it 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 pisses me off so much that the first two records have never ever been pressed on vinyl, and ever? he's talked about it. No, they've never been pressed, and um and he's talked about it, and he said it's not his fault. Like Roadrunner, Roadrunner, and Ryko, they don't they were they refuse to do it. They refuse to to press it because they don't feel like there's it's not going to sell enough, so they won't do it. 
and he's been trying to get the rights, the vinyl rights back. And up until like three years ago, most of his music wasn't even on Spotify because he was under like they, the record label owns so much of his music that he ended up having to buy back almost all of his music just so he could put it on the streaming sites like three years ago, four years ago. So he got fucked over really bad by a lot of these labels back in the early two, early mid two thousands. Taylor Swift that um, shit and fucking re-record it. Do um, Wednesday's be, version. I'd be, dude, that'd be pretty sick, man. That would be, be that'd sick. be fucking hilarious if you actually did that and did like Wednesday. It would version. be pretty cool. It would be pretty fucking rad. But um, yeah, Fang Bang, I I love the record. Just okay. the title too, Fang Bang. So dumb. I don't know what that love means. It. What does that even mean? I don't I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> I love but, it. Uh, the, the artwork is fucking ugly as fuck. Oh, the, oh, the so artwork's gross. terrible. It's terrible. He only has like two cool cover arts, and that's Horrifier and Necrophase. Those are the only two two album covers that I think are really really cool. Calling Out Corpses is kind of cool, but Necrophase and Horrifier for sure his best covers. Necrophase. Oh yeah, Necrophase is dope. Yeah, that's, that's a cool, cool one, right? And even very, and the alternate like Cypress Hill looking too. It is, and then the 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 alternate cover is really cool too. The cartoon one. The comic book one. <laughs> Necroface. There's a party. <laughs> Break your own blood. Oh my god, dude! Do you ever so stop? Good. Do you ever stop? I love it. <laughs> I, you you love the commitment to the bit. Man, this is beyond you do. commitment. This is yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else for the for the so rankings? No, it's good. All right. Well, stay tuned for the main episode. We're still in good season, baby. We're going to be doing Horrifier from uh, the Wednesday 13th. Horrifier. So that's it. That's all. Do you